You can't save us. We don't wanna be saved. You can't save us. We don't wanna be saved. You can't save us. We don't wanna be saved. You can't save us. We don't wanna be saved. You can't save us. We don't wanna be saved. You can't save us. We don't wanna be saved. You can't save us. We don't wanna be saved. You can't save us. We don't wanna be saved. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of White People Won't Save You. This is the podcast where we deconstruct these white savior films and recontextualize them through a black and POC lens. I am one of your hosts, Jordan Clark. And I'm the other one, Cameron Mason. And happy Black History Month again to everybody. Also, like, they just won't let us have anything, dog. Like, Beyonce can't win. Like, what's... what's I keep hope alive. I know. I'm trying. (laughs) Beyonce can't win, and then Beyonce's tickets are, like, a million dollars. They're, like... Can you send us your firstborn child <laughs> for I actually, about I looked him up, I was like, oh, she's really talking about four digits. She's she's like, I I want your bag in order to get that bag. <laughs> I want your bag. Uh, but we've got we've got a great episode today. We've got uh, some great guests and a movie. Just a, a what a movie. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I think we it every week, but this was this one was a uh, what a movie indeed. Yeah, uh, but we're we're excited to welcome from the Q Points podcast, uh, which is a podcast that's all about celebrating Black music and Black music creatives, and you know, kind of giving you a, a more historical and deep dive perspective on that. So today we have J Ray and DJ Sir Daniel. What's up, guys? Yo, yo, peace, peace, good, peace. Good. How's everybody? All right, all right, yeah. Wonderful, wonderful. I right, listen, I'm ready to, <laughs> to get into it because I, I like I said earlier, yeah. some memories were definitely. unlocked. Memories were definitely um, unlocked. It's funny that you say that because um we've been talking about this a lot on our show. Uh hip hop's turning fifty this mm-hmm. year, yep. and me and Sir Daniel have mm-hmm. had a lot of these moments where he'll say something and I'm like, Oh, that happened. I forgot <laughs> about that. And um, this movie yeah. is another one of those moments. Yeah. And so thank you so much for having of course. us. This of course, is going to be super fun. Well, tell us tell us a little bit about your podcast, and especially, you know, with the 50th anniversary of hip hop, which is like, yeah. uh, you know, it feels it feels crazy that it's one only 50, but also that it is 50. <laughs> and, you know, with you guys doing these deeper historical looks into, you know, black black music in general, like what is it that you feel like with hip hop has been the most rewarding thing that you've kind of been able to like investigate? And then we'll talk about the other side of it when we do our, our question that I asked everybody earlier. <laughs> but yeah. Tell us a little bit about where, where the Certainly. genesis of your, of your show came from and a little bit about how you've been looking into hip hop as it turns 50 this year. Yeah. Certainly. So J Ray and I, like to say our show is like listening in on your two nerdy uncles who are like Mm. super music nerds and listening to their conversations as they just go into these rabbit holes about very niche and very random conversations about certain things that happen in black music history but you will find that they are very important factors in music history, black music history, because it's still to this day affecting mm-hmm. popular music on a whole. Um, in regards to hip hop, hip hop is the mm-hmm. is the culture, is the has completely taken over every single genre you can think of, and is you know running Wall Street right now. Everything goes through hip hop is 
is seen through a hip hop lens. You know, um, it's so popular that you've got governors in, in states trying to eradicate studies, AP studies about black history, mm -hmm. period, because they know that the, as a culture, hip hop is taken over and hip hop right. is black culture. And so in, you know, it, with regards to like last, our last show was about Public Enemy. Public Enemy's second album was Fear of a Black Planet. We are now living in Chuck D and yep. Flavor Flav's um, fever dream. We are living in fear of a black of a black planet right now. And it's affecting our politics. It's affecting Beyonce getting the album of the year. It's affecting so many different things. But as far as our podcast is concerned, you know, we like to, to holler out the unsung people. We like to holler out people that you probably didn't even consider making an, an impact in the music industry and the culture as a whole. So that's pretty much what we do. And as far as what I've enjoyed most um, in our journey of, discuss, of discussing um, hip hop in general, it is the ability to pay homage to people and also it's a double-edged sword but also mm. saying goodbye to a lot mm -hmm. of people yeah. because a lot you know a lot of the forefathers and people that weren't even that yeah. old have moved on have passed away um mostly because of health reasons and i think in our discussing hip-hop and, and and black culture in general and putting ourselves mm -hmm. in it our our um, personal stories and input and the fact that we're getting older, you know, we're Gen Xers, we're getting older. We're not, we're not quite 50, but we're knocking on 50. And to know that a lot of the people that we looked up to passed away and were barely in their fifties, we're starting a, a larger conversation about health specifically mm -hmm. for yeah. black men. So I think I'm very proud of Jerry and I doing that in just our mundane conversations about music, having an even greater impact on how each of us in these four boxes right now will take a better look at our health and how we present sure, in this absolutely. world. Uh, I mean, oh, go ahead. Definitely. No, I just wanted to echo everything that um, Sir Daniel said. And I think what's been so cool about the journey that we've been on is the conversations and explorations about uh seeing black men in their fullness, you know what I'm saying? And being able to have those conversations and talk about it within the music and also using our show as an opportunity and platform to lift up black women, lift up all of these folks within black music that have done all of these amazing things, like, like Sir Daniel said, that don't always get the shine. So we absolutely, we're like the museum. Like we absolutely see our show like the museum for black music. We are the place where you can come and be celebrated and be seen and be respected. Um, and we're going to take care of you yeah. over at Q points. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. We're not talking <laughs> greasy about no, people stuff that we don't have no business <laughs> right. talking about we weren't in, we weren't in that there. room I'll now if they that. come to the show and they tell us the stories fun story fun fact when we get into this film i actually asked friend of the show kipper jones was actually working with ollie brown mm. of ollie and jerry who did the music for this movie nice. at the time that this was being oh wow made. okay and i was like were you in on some of these like breaking two stuff? And he was like, nah, I wasn't in there. So I was trying to get some yeah. backgrounds about the music mm -hmm. sessions for even this yeah. one that we're going to talk about tonight. Uh, well, I mean, we, we, 
we talk greasy about some people on this show, but I mean, Kevin Costner has brought it on himself, and we, you know, <laughs> I mean, he's 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 doing these films, so we got a multiple defender on this podcast. Yeah. Um, but, <laughs> oh yeah. Wow. But. Did y'all do uh, the bodyguard no, yet on, on their show? Actually, yeah. that was the most. Oh, one we did. I have to listen to the yeah. bodyguard. I have to. Bodyguard listen to that. is great. <laughs> yeah, uh, but we we I had a question because fifty years of hip hop, right? Some great yes. artists, some great music. Mm-hmm. Also, yeah. only second to porn. Some of the craziest names. I think you will see <laughs> in entertainment. Talk so about very true. I, I wanted to ask, because it's easy to say, well, what's the worst rapper name, right? Because like, there's just a lot of people who have just, whether it was like satirical or, you know, whatever, they've just chosen some crazy, stupid names. But it's even harder to say, what's the stupidest or worst name of a rapper that you thought was good? Because that's when it comes to the point yeah. of like, damn. I kind of want to put people onto this, but how do I tell somebody to listen to whoever this is? You know what I mean? Because then you're just kind of like, people are going to hear the name and they're going to say, huh? Well, <laughs> and I think, I think that's, so the choice that I even made was more like, huh? And then when you explain it, then it's like, oh, okay. But the fact that you have to explain yeah. it becomes like a thing. So yeah, even the rapper oh, that wow. I chose was like, Why don't you start it off? Tell us, so, tell us who it is. So, so the person that I chose is Del the funky homo sapien. Okay. So <laughs> <laughs> let me explain. So Del ice cubes, cousin, cousin emerges yep. In 1991, you know, during this interesting time when we had a lot of interesting mm. names, a tribe called Quest emerges, which was like, a what? I have to say it all. Yeah. Like, it wasn't just Quest. <laughs> it was like, no, we're a tribe called Quest and say it all. Um, and uh, leaders of the new school where they just like long names yeah. were emerging. Well, Ch- in, like, Charlie hip-hop. Brown was on that. And you're just like. Charlie okay. Brown was absolutely <laughs> in leaders of the new school. Buster Rhymes, yep. of yeah. course, famously. And leaders of the new school. So um, Dell the Funky Homo Sapien comes out. So not only was Dell's name interesting, after I looked up, I'm, I was like 12. So I had to like, I had to go to the encyclopedia or the dictionary that was on the thing. It's like, what? The Homo Sapien? Then I was like, oh, okay. I understand what that means now. Then the album was like, I wish my brother George was here. Yeah. I'm like, I don't know what's happening. And then... You have Mr. Dabalina, yeah. which becomes his big hit from that. Mr. M- Bob Dabalina. Mr. Bob Dabalina. Exactly. <laughs> and and P- paging, Dr. paging Dr. Bombay. Dr. Bombay. So you get all of these weird things. So Del the Funky Homo Sapien, dope MC. Um, I remember Ice Cube doing an interview around that time when he was like, I, he told me what his name was. And I was like, huh, what's happening? <laughs> but yeah. legitimately dope. From the West yeah. Coast, shout out to Dale, the funky homo sapien. Weird rapper name. Weird yeah. rapper name. One of the best, obviously now, I mean, white people know him from the gorillas, but like, you know, you go back to- yes. Right. Yes. Go back Bex, to the hieroglyphic Bex, days yeah. and, you know, all of that stuff mm-hmm. in the Bay, like he's- Yes, because he is the, yep. he is the is nucleus the of that. Yep. Of the hieroglyph. And- a um, nasty yeah. pen mm-hmm. game. Wrote lyrics mm-hmm. Yo Yo. Um, a lot of people in the lynch yep. mob so yeah delta funk is funky homo sapien definitely a tongue twister <laughs> of a name um so as far as my choice i picked 
I had one earlier, but Jerry kind of re- reminded me of this moment in Atlanta where Atlanta was starting to pop. I've been here, I've been in Atlanta for mm-hmm. since 91. So I've seen, I saw that moment where the, the light switched mm-hmm. and people started realizing that Atlanta was the place. And there was a lot of um, transplants from all different kinds of states. And I'm, I'm going to make this quick. So the, the I went to a barber. I went to a barber shop. Didn't have a barber in there. So you know you know how you're not supposed to go to the barber with the empty you chair? Yeah. <laughs> I went to the uh, barber with the uh, empty chair only because sure. I didn't know better, right? And come to find out, he was a burgeoning rapper in a rap group called Yagafu Front. <laughs> Does that make? Does that? Do, are you? Do you? Remember I don't that, remember. Um, Yagafu front. Yagafu front, and it's supposed to be like yag if you front or something <laughs> crazy okay. to that effect. Okay. So the weird part. So so after he gave me a really horrible haircut, <laughs> he gave His me uh, a oh. poster, hmm. a cassette, and a vinyl. At that time, I was not a vinyl collector. I didn't have any place to put it. But he gave me all of that, and I was like, I remember the name because they, the local um, Georgia State University underground radio station used to play some of their records. Like, they would play other people's, you know, anybody's record at the time. So that name, of course, is crazy. But if we want to fast forward to today, um, Takashi 69 It's a weird name. Uh, from the sixty, the sixty-nine, uh, I could deal with that because there was a group called Seven Six Six Nine. I love seventy six. That record was that high. Was what was it? So high was their joint? I think was on that. It's a hot record. Something, something yeah. to that effect. <laughs> but your first name reminds me of a, a very expensive health. <laughs> so I'm just not. I'm just not. I'm not buying the whole. You know. You you blood you blunting out here or whatever it wow. is that he was claiming. I just wasn't a fan of it. Not a fan of the music, the energy, all of that. So all of those things combined together. Kind yeah, of I mean, you were you were correct on the not blooding part. I think that we were able to see <laughs> he that. Was, he was <laughs> not. He was not. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Can I just go back to one part of your story though? So this this man gave you a bad sure. haircut, and then had the temerity to hand you his. <laughs> Poster. poster. Yo. A poster. Yo, yo, make sure you check me out. Check me out. I'm like looking in the mirror like, why is my hairline like this? That's 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 so, a yeah. bold man. I, you know. Yeah. That's a bold man, too. A very bold man. <laughs> right. Yag a few front. Yag a few front. Cameron, do you have one? Um, I kind of went with the most obvious one, but I figured the my criteria would be what is the rapper name if you told your mother, yo, ma, I got some dope rhymes for you. They come from a person called the old dirty bastard. Cool. Uh, why why, uh, why yeah. would you, if you're just like, you know, in the record store, why would you seek out, unless you didn't know, unless you didn't know that he was affiliated with the Wu-Tang Clan, why would you seek out rhymes or beats from an artist named the old dirty bastard. I don't know what they had to what, they, what do they have to offer me? But dirt. <laughs> That's fair. Dirt I remember when that name emerged. 
It was weird. It's a weird one, right? Like even people people were stricken, they would always be like, Oh, there's method man's in the there's the RZA. Just, no one had a problem with the, the anagram people. Everybody was cool with the RZA. Or the, those sounds don't even make sense together. But we, we cool with that. The, the, the RZA, and, the Jizza. Yeah. Inspector Deck came to the end of the list. And then there's the old dirty bastard. He's the craziest looking one, too. But fire, but fire tracks. Brooklyn. Brooklyn. I live here because of old dirty bastard. Well, I live here because of my career. But I also live here because of old dirty bastard. And became probably right. the biggest star. At the end of- if, you know, yeah. at the end of the day, became the largest star out of the crew. For the and children. the most recognized. Definitely. Always. <laughs> and that you can call that you and Mariah hey. went back like babies and pacifiers. The story of that, Bars. that is, that is, we could tell that if y'all want to put it, spice it. The story of that recording is uh, great. I, <laughs> I love it. Um, before I give mine, I'll just camera. I'll just tell you. You sound a little bit like you're underwater, and I don't know if it's your mic or is it? What's if yeah? Um, I'll give you. I'll give you a little. I'll cover for you while you yeah, cover for me. Cover uh, for me. <laughs> figure it out because I've got I've got two. Um, one of them I don't necessarily know if they're a good rapper, but I the idea of them and like their contributions. Maybe specifically just from a dance standpoint, I think stand out, and that's Crunchy Black, right? Because like Crunchy it's a Black it's an apt name, Black. Um, but it's also like what? <laughs> what is that? This sounds like an insult you hurl at somebody in the back of the class. Yeah, like you don't want to be Crunchy Black. Like you could be other kinds of black, yeah. but like Crunchy Black is like. I don't know about that. Um, but in terms of a rapper, that's like you you wish you could tell people about him. And it's interesting because he changed the name and then it was, oh, now I'm on. Like it was the big switch up for him. And that's Titty right. Boy. That's two chains. <laughs> yeah. That's two chains. <laughs> because yeah. you can't yeah. tell your friends to listen to Titty Boy, right? Like that's just yeah. doesn't I mean, I mean, compete. Can you? <laughs> But Titty Boy, Titty Boy was snapping, I mean, right? snapping in his traps, though. He was point snapping. blank. Period. I mean, listen, we knew who Titty Boy was before he was two chains. Right. We was like, okay. And I think it's if he, well, I, I think it's like it's the same deal with like I forget what Killer Mike changed his name to for a few weeks when he thought white people would like. No, did he, he do that? His name? I, I missed that phase. Yeah. I don't think he changed his name, but he was just going by his government because he was doing a lot more, you know, a lot more appearances well, this was, and appearing. I think this was before um, Run the Jewels because it was like okay. maybe after his first or second solo album, it was like it was something else, Mike, because he was like, it's like I'm maybe killer Mike. Mike. It's like I don't, I, I don't want to, I don't want to be known for murder. <laughs> But I'll, yeah. I'll rough you up. First yeah. degree assault, Mike. Um, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> no, it was like he afraid <laughs> Mike. But it was something in the in the similar vein, but just like because I'm trying to get a major label deal, like Killer Mike is not fuck up the money. Something that's gonna don't be fuck you know up the money. But then he was then he was like, wait a minute, <laughs> I don't give a shit about that. I'm Killer Mike again, and then everything you know went went the way that it went. But Titty Boy secret is he. <laughs> yeah, I love, man. That's a whole other conversation. 
so apparently he was Mike yeah, 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 yeah. Mike Mike Bigger. Bigger. I was like, that's a dope. Now that's a dope. That's a dope that's, alias. That's cool. You know that's what cool. I'm saying? Mike Bigger. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, I get. That sounds like you wrong with yeah. the French. Yeah, you know, yeah. it bit. does. I'm Mike Bigger. You know. But Titty Boy, Real the second he went to two chains, it was like, oh, oh now yeah. now you're just now you're just a star. Now everybody wants two chains yeah. on it. Because first of all, two chains, right? Like you could say that that's the ad lib, that's the drop. Titty Boy, I don't know if he said Titty Boy before he started. It's not. It's Titty <laughs> Boy. I mean, it popped. Um, it popped in the in the strip clubs, which was a big, sure. which is a big deal. Like you could kind of do cool. that, but it's funny. So two chains never had two chains. Like it was always, it was always more than two chains. chains. Oh, yeah. It's like one big chain. bare minimum. Right. Chain. That's parentheses before right. there. <laughs> really okay. So honorable mentions. Yeah. By the way, I just need sure. to throw them out well, there. Little Dicky. Yeah, sure, of course. Little Dicky is actually kind of nice on the mic. Ugly God, who was also kind of nice on the yeah. mic. These are like young, so I'm I I'm an old dude who's you know who's listened to some mm-hmm. of the young dudes. So Lil Dicky, Ugly God, I didn't particularly like this dude's music, but people did, and that was XXX Tentacion. Yeah. I didn't know how to say that name <laughs> yeah. until the brother died. Yeah, I literally yeah. didn't know. I was like X Tentation. I was I literally was in the age group, and I was I was looking at people like. Now, I say the whole thing, but I say the X is <laughs> separate from the rest of the word. Okay, now. All right, now go, go get my bag. All of them. X, 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 That's a long name. Well, maybe you guys can sure. uh, clear this up for me. I've always wondered this. Is it black or is it six lakh? It's, it's, it's black. I learned this. It's black. It black. It's not okay. six lakh. It is black. The lowercase six yep. is a B. Yep. <laughs> Took me a while. But I was definitely saying oh, six lakh for minimum two months. See. Yep. Nope. No. It's black. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, speaking of black, let's talk about this week's movie that you guys chose, which was... <laughs> Mm. Break into Electric Boogaloo, uh, which is dopest name ever. Yeah, speaking of names, tell me what's a doper I, I name. Break into <laughs> the Further Adventures of Kelly Ozone and Turbo was a great <laughs> title, but apparently nobody else liked it. <laughs> Cannon Phillips was no. a. Yeah. It doesn't roll off. Doesn't roll off the tongue. It doesn't right. roll off the tongue. No. Right to the job board, I guess. Yeah, but if listeners will know that we already we did break in in one of our early episodes like the third or fourth episode yeah. uh with our friend sean Pryor, and now we're back back for seconds with the sequel <laughs> and s- s- similar similar to sean uh both jay and sir daniel you guys saw this in theater so we just we always like to know when people saw a movie live and direct like what was the vibe like was it and I think in particular with this movie, what I think is fascinating is people, you know, remember the first one came out, Canon took a, took a swing, right? Because up until this point, there was, um, Wild Style, which was like the first one, mm-hmm. which again, good movie, didn't make a lot of money. Wasn't, you no. know, very viable. I think Crush Groove was also mm-hmm. around this time. If it wasn't right before, it was after right? it came. It, came it was out after eighty five. So you had, so you had Beach Street. Beach Street, Beach Street came yeah. with it. Yep. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And Beach, where Ray Dawn Chong was in Beach Street. <laughs> and Beach Street is another one that's kind of like just rapping, and it's not really, you know, like there's a story to it, but it's not really much of a movie. Um, no. And that made more money, but still wasn't like a commercial yeah. success. It wasn't like a 
this is a thing now. Breakin was a thing. Like the first Breakin was like yeah. made bank. Again, Canon Films yeah. business model is this movie <laughs> pays for the next movie, right? And so they were kind of like just hey, this hip hop thing who knows? But right now, this rap thing. <laughs> but what they were like was like right now it is a thing, and like better to capitalize on it now and just see what happens. Then you know because the original Breakin's budget wasn't that much. Um, looking at it, it was like one point two million dollars. So they mm-hmm. just oh, wow. got it out there and it made thirty eight million. So it was like, hey, this is a hit. Of course, Canon can't help themselves, so they were like, you know what we should do. <laughs> Make another movie another right, one. right now. Right right now. now. <laughs> Who's writing Breaking right 2? You mean like right now? Breakdance 2. Right. right. Making Breaking 2. <laughs> and so Breaking, the original comes out in the spring of 1984. Breaking 2 comes out in December of 1984. And they were like, we're just going to wow. get this out. Uh, and unfortunately for them, budget for that movie is $3 million and the box office is 15 uh, so they like in the same calendar year lost half the original box office of the first, you know, like the, mm. you would think the momentum would like lead up and people would be like, Oh, more break it. People got to December and they're like, I don't know. We still breaking y'all. They were like, we're good on that. And what's wild is, is back then, back in the olden days, when a movie came out and it ran its course in theaters, it took maybe six months to at least a year before it was available on, v- on VHS. VHS. You know, those big mm-hmm. clunky tapes, mm-hmm. kids? You know, uh, so before... Yeah, so it would take at least six months to a year and for Breaking 2 to come out within the same calendar year, Breaking 1 probably hadn't even gotten to the shelves of, like, the Blockbuster yet. So mm-hmm. think about yeah, that. Yep. Like, they didn't even... I wonder if Ozone and those guys, if they even got a chance to really even experience the buildup of of stardom or did they even get a chance to to fill out other scripts? Because if Breaking 2 comes out and it bombs like that, it's donezo for your career, in, for your acting career right. at least. In a year, in, a in year. the same yeah. calendar year. And I, I think one of the things that was really apparent in Breaking 2. So Breaking 1, people went to see it, but I do remember the chatter. It wasn't, it was Hollywood. Mm. Breaking was a Hollywood film, right? And whereas Beach Street was not, which is weird when you like consider Beach Street today, but Beach Street was like a more real film, which is so weird to me, but I remember the chatter then was Beach Street was like better than Breaking because it was more real. Mm-hmm. It, it has street cred. It has street cred. It has street cred. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, oh, well, you know, so that also I think played a part into Breaking 2 hitting the box office no. because it was like there was already a lot of chatter amongst hip hop fans that. Breaking two, a breaking wasn't real. And back then, Sir Daniel, we talk about this all the time. It was all about realness and what's aligned to the streets and its counterculture. And breaking was not that. And think about it. This was also probably like the first, um, you know, tremors of East Coast West Coast beef. Because Absolutely. all the aforementioned movies 
were squarely New York centered movies because hip hop origins New York. But here you have the breaking movies that are out in LA. LA. And of course, LA, of course, has its own, it has a hip hop Mm -hmm. scene, but not like New York. So if New York is saying, dictating what hip hop is, then how, what is LA, what is LA going to tell the rest of us about hip hop? You know, so I'm pretty certain they looked Mm -hmm. at it like that as well. The vibe coming out of the theater after Breaking 2, were y'all like, yeah, I want Breaking 3, or were you like, mm, nah? <laughs> well, I was, I was a kid, so I have very fond memories of when I saw Breaking 1 in the theater. I saw Breaking 2 in the theater, and I don't, I, it was just like whatever to me. <laughs> I saw it because I saw Breaking 1, and uh so i can't i remember who took me to see it's so it's so much stuff about breaking two i think my uncle took Mm. me to see breaking two breaking one i vividly remember my aunt jan i remember us being late i remember when we walked into the theater like i have all these memories about because it was such an event um and then when it was breaking two, it was like, okay, we're going to see breaking two. It's like, okay, cool, cool, cool. And then when you leave, it's like, all right, that mean that i saw it (laughs) it was fine it was colorful it was a lot of, you know, pastels and things. It was there cool. Was, there was a lot. I don't remember being enthralled, like, oh, more. I didn't, I don't remember yeah. that. <laughs> I kind of wish, I, I'm jealous of all the day glow clothing. Like, that was, that was pretty <laughs> dope to, be alive. to me. I still have an affinity. <laughs> right. Yeah, I have an affinity for that kind of stuff. A pair of lace gloves, you know, you can't. <laughs> You can't go wrong with the fingers cut out. You can't go wrong with that. But I did not see breaking in the theaters because I grew up seven day Adventist. Mm. So we weren't allowed to go to the movie theaters to see it. However, um, I went to a, um, one of my best friends, childhood best friends growing up had a sleepover for his birthday and we, they broke out the mm. VHS, the videos. And so we got to see the last dragon. Ooh, we got yes. to see breaking. Oh, y'all so it was a, it was break. We had a fun time. Breaking did not leave much of an imp- imprint on me, but vanity coming down on hey. the, the trellis things in seven heaven that, that had a, that had an effect on me. So yeah, so and think about it, eighty four. That's the same year the purple yeah, rain came. Absolutely out, so. sucked. There's there's no even and even that that movie is kind of iffy. Babe, hey, you watching now? You're like, classic. oh, yeah. it's Look, a cult I mean, classic. Everybody looks yeah. like Matatanka. Um, <laughs> <but>. <laughs> Yeah, sure. this this movie, just again, a little bit of the particulars. It stars Lucinda Dickey. Lucinda Dickey, star of Ninja 3, <laughs> director of Breaking 2, was the director of Ninja 3. So, like, they switched directors from Breaking 1 to Breaking 2, brought in the mm. Ninja 3 director, um, and she <laughs> she was in that. Then you have um, Adolfo Canones, who was ozone right and like Mm -hmm. ozone so adolfo and michael chambers were like legit right like we talked about this on the first episode that was shabadoo and boogaloo shrimp we knew that yeah they were like (laughs) they were in the the shaka khan video right like Mm -hmm. adolfo went on to be a a very celebrated um choreographer like he did stuff for lana ritchie he did stuff for madonna he did stuff for like a whole bunch Mm -hmm. of people like again very legit michael chambers one of the best dancers you know of the time yep. and like mm-hmm. again 
who can say if he did teach Michael Jackson how to moonwalk? That is part of the legend. He d- he didn't know it was that was uh, Jeffrey from uh, Shalimar. Right, but that was that's his. That's proof. I know, right? Like there's there's <laughs> if you talk to his people, there's still a little bit of like Michael brought me in and like I you know, but like wow. I, you know, I'm not gonna you know, I'm not gonna talk down Turbo, but uh, <laughs> there's a little bit of. You got it, yeah, Turbo. Yeah. Whatever it takes. But I mean, Turbo, Turbo does, you know, he does do the moonwalk and other stuff. And in the original, oh. he's, mm-hmm. you know, he's breaking it out. He was also, as we said, Robot Urkel on Family Matters. That's right. Wow. That's right. I did not know that fact. Give him, give him his flowers. So, <laughs> but this movie, so like the the original break in had, you know, appearances from, you know, Ella Cool J and some other people. But like this one, mm-hmm. we get Ice Tea. Uh, and, and two mm-hmm. two very interesting appearances he makes in this future movie. cop um, iced tea <laughs> <laughs> he, he and like what, oh. can we pause right there for a minute did you I know I didn't when I was a kid the last I never thing. thought that Tutuola what um mm-hmm. what's his name Tutuola yeah. um Finn Tutuola mm-hmm. would be played by one iced tea <laughs> cop killer. Well, Look, yeah. Ice T in this movie a- looks like literally a future cop, like a cop from the future. His outfit. It's there's but we could off we could definitely talk about 80s hip hop and the the S and M gear. Yeah. I don't know. I have lots of questions. It's an interesting conversation all, to have. But Ice T was definitely wrong. No, nah, they everybody looked like <laughs> everybody looks like the people you beat up in Streets of Rage. Everybody looked like they were here at Dragon Con. <laughs> right. Absolutely. But Cameron, uh, I'm gonna toss it to you to give us the the five minutes. I think you could do this movie in five minutes. There's Really, not a lot of plot, but let's, you know. let's find <laughs> out. Let's find out. I'll start the timer. Uh, let me know when you're ready. Go when you go. All right, three, two, one. All right, go. So we catch back up with Kelly right after on the heels of a chorus line show that she's doing somewhere, maybe Hollywood, possible. But she's she's tired of the theater life. She's so tired, and she wants to hit the streets again <laughs> cut to the streets and uh, <laughs> and here in the middle of i think it looks like watts or something like that is just like it looks like an old firehouse from the muppet movie it's like the worst painted building you've ever seen in your life so many rainbows but it, it's it's a it's a community center open for the kids and, and it's run uh, it's dance classes are run by you guessed it Ozone and Turbo. This is what they've been doing since since breaking one. They've been giving their skills to the community as as they should, right? So that they're, they're doing great. They got a old black guy, literally got a random old black guy to run the <laughs> building named Byron. Got the best old random old black guy name. <laughs> he runs the building for them. All right, so I guess Kelly's had enough of Broadway. And she's go- she's lounging around the house. Dad's like, you need to make something of yourself. And Kelly's like, Dad, you need to shove it. <laughs> and <laughs> even though he's trying to give her some game for free 99, he's trying to tell her, I, got, I-, I can make you a Nepo baby. This is easy. We could do this tomorrow. I got the guy. Okay. He just got to say, you in it, though. And Kelly's like, 
yawn. I guess I'll be in the show. I'll guess I'll take this meeting if I have to. She then bolts for across town to run into her old friends, Ozone and Turbo. She kisses Ozone on the mouth. What's that about? <laughs> Turbo just like, okay, with that. And they hang out and they dance. And two, literally two dance sequences later, we end up in the park. And we're hanging out at the park. And looks like Turbo spotted a lady of his own. A fine, sexy Latina lady. just But she can't speak English. But they got a vibe. <laughs> By the way, uh, Jordan called this vibes the movie. This is where the vibes come in. So they just are a yeah. And also, Cameron, I, I, we, we were talking before the show. I'll pause the time. We were talking before the show. I don't remember they're saying her name at all, but I believe it's Lucia. It's Lucia. Is Lu- it Lucia? I think it's Lucia or Lucinda. Yeah. I had to look it up. I was like, who is this? And so it's in the credits. Yeah. She does have a credit. She's like a big. She's like a producer yeah. now of films. She has a really vibrant career, but they never say her name yeah, in the I was film. Like, I had to look she, it up. I'm not going to talk smack about Lucia because I want a job later. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, I thought her name was... I no. thought her name was... That's all they have to do girl. But I will say... Uh, oh, okay. I mean, you're doing your five minutes. The movie. <laughs> yeah, okay. We'll get there. We'll get there. Time's going. Go ahead, Cameron. So, yeah, Turbo seems to find the thing for himself. They got vibes. You know, they're checking each other out. Uh, but they don't ask each other out when they could very easily do that. But instead, we got we got stuff to do. Uh, so we go back to the community center. It turns out the community center is gonna get tur- torn down. Torn down. Oh no! What do we do? What do we do? What do we do? So Kelly has an idea. Kelly's like, "Hey, my dad is a rich white man. We could just ask him for money. That's what teenagers do, right?" So Kelly, Turbo, and Ozone head over to Kelly's house, which we I don't think we've seen before, by the way. But I guess she, we've I don't seen think, a little bit. We, we never saw the outside of it that she just like lives in Beverly Hills and like a nice mansion. Um, so they go over to the mansion and they have what looks like cold tomato soup, uh, and there's like this like scene like a clash of the classes kind of thing going on, but. Ozone and Turbo aren't going to take any of that smack. You know, they take their roles and they say, no, (laughs) ma'am, to to their money, to their uh, capitalist pig money that they they can shove it, they can take it. So they're left with nothing to do. So they decide to raise a, have a show to raise money to save, save the community center. (laughs) It feels weird coming out of the mouth just saying save the community center because it's such a fake plot for everything <laughs> but yes this is the plot of this movie it is save the community center so they got to save the community center uh the, the evil white man wants to turn it into a mall uh can, can i tell you that like literally it's just scenes of dancing there's nothing they're not tied to the plot at all they're just dancing like literally one of the scenes is they go to have a dance at the, at the community center they don't raise money for it and yeah. for nothing they're just dancing at the community center and we learn that Ozone had an ex-girlfriend named Rhonda. She's mad. She doesn't like Kelly that they kissing on the mouth and stuff yeah. like that. Big man. So uh, her and Leela Rashad <laughs> are like, you know what? You can take it, Kelly. You get out of here. I don't want you around my boyfriend, unbeknownst to Ozone. So Kelly's like, you know what? I'm going to take that trip to Paris. I'm going to get 
get in that show. I'm going to be my dad's Nepo baby, and I'm going to turn turn my life around. So it all culminates just before uh, Kelly had to get on that plane and get out of here. That there, and also, and oh, oh, I forgot, I forgot, I forgot this is that because it's not tied to the plot at all. Um, they're about to tear down the community center and. Uh, Turbo takes it upon himself to dance around the construction guys and the guys who are trying to survey the building. And <laughs> yeah, in a no, cast. No, no, this is before. This is before. No, no, no. no this, this is before, before the cast. This is before the cast. Fun, just and stealing their lunch boxes. And from from one scene, it looks delightful to the next scene where it looks like he's running from the police with a lunch box in his hand. Too late, he's fell down some stairs <laughs> and taken a whole tumble down some stairs into a trash can, into multiple trash cans, broken his leg. He's in the hospital now. And they're like maybe a day away from tearing down the community center. Sure. So <laughs> they're in the hospital. Uh, what? Turbo is in the hospital. Uh, he his, his Latin princess decides to, to find him, finds him at the hospital. Uh, there's a dance sequence where they leave the hospital. That's that's it. That that's the information that we found out is that they both left the hospital. Uh, there's a dream sequence, sort of, where uh, he dances on the ceiling, like Inception before Inception, and then we finally make it all the way to the community center. And minutes before it's about to be torn down, the the bulldozers are literally right around the corner. They're coming there. These white people are mad. They do not like children. They do not like happiness or dance. And they are coming for your community center. They're coming down the street. And mm -hmm. Lucia and Turbo just show up in the hospital gown at the last minute and stand directly in front of the bulldozer, like literally two inches away from it, and say, hey, I've had enough of your malarkey guys. Cut it out. <laughs> And the evil white man who's about to turn this into a job mall, he's like, you know what? These are kids. Get, get them out of the way. Run them over. And they're like, oh, my God. You're, you're such a horrible human being. You're going to run over? You're going to run over kids? We're out of here. They, these bulldozers, 180, and they're out of there. And they take off Turbo's cast the day after it's healed. It's not healed yet. He just had a dream that he was on the ceiling. He was only on the ceiling in a dream. He's not really healed. They take off his they take off his uh, cast there, and then they have a, a show. They have a show that they have fully rehearsed while Turbo was in the hospital, I guess. Uh, yeah, and we see we, we see, see the all of the show. show. By the way, it's a fifteen minute show, <laughs> and they raise the two hundred k with the final fifty k coming from Kelly's parents directly on site. He was calling him street thugs before yep. but now he wants to write him a check for 50k i've never had anyone write me a single check for 50k in my life by the way uh but yeah that's it and they save the community center and the balloons go up in the sky and then we all feel great and that's breaking two electric boogaloo and the show is hosted by frankie crocker <laughs> Frankie oh, yeah, Crocker, yeah. that's what I was to say. I was like, Frankie Crocker is like, we got 50,000. I'm like, that is Frankie V. V. Crocker. Crocker from W. That, man, that man's perm was <laughs> on point. Listen, Serious Frankie curls. was the radio superstar for we Black We do know about some WBLS What? So. <laughs> Absolutely. Frankie Crocker, Crocker, Crocker. But yes, I... 
the scene where Special K, oh yes, as I like Kelly. to call her, yeah. she likes to be called Special K. Almost got her her head rocked by Lilo <laughs> Roshan and Ronda. and Ronda and the crew. It looked like it I, honestly, it looked like a scene um, out of Gem yes. and the Holograms where the Misfits kind of corner Jer- corner Jerrica in the corner, like we're gonna we're gonna rock your world, and then they break out into that a song. Literally happened. <laughs> well, I I love that kind of foolishness. <laughs> Boogie, um, Bo- Electric Boogaloo Part Two is the kind of foolishness that I live for. It it's yes. so offhand, so ridiculous. It takes every single eighties <laughs> trope and just mushes it all into one movie. You got eighties music montages. The movie starts it. off with a montage. Yeah, like you said, just Special K pulls up and they just all. Hey, let's Literally. just all break out. Come and see the neighborhood, Kelly. And, and then just 50 like, yeah, people come out of nowhere and they walk down the street together. Ke- right. Ke- the mailman stops his the job. Mailman starts to join breaking. Them. No, the, 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 the guy on the yes. pole, the electric guy is dancing. I wrote a thing, and it's the first thing I wrote is I don't <laughs> understand time in this movie. <laughs> so I don't. <laughs> so. I love it. I need to. (laughs) There's apparently a time jump between breaking one and breaking two. We don't know what that time jump is because what's weird is it's like Kelly hasn't been a special K hasn't been around for a while, but she shows up and everybody's really excited because, you know, Turbo and Ozone live in a garage. That's a conversation. Can we, can we talk about street jazz? Yeah. Apparently not street hitting like jazz they thought didn't it was go gonna hit because like, what? <laughs> right. Street jazz. Apparently that what? one performance was it. I thought street jazz was gonna be the new West Side story. It was not. So I just didn't this entire movie challenge. I didn't, of course, as a kid, you don't know this, but I'm watching it like, so did they just leave that battle and like change close is this another day i don't know when things are happening can we, can we right. talk about the battle so i'm sorry of all, go ahead, l- go ahead. let me well Ooh. if we're gonna talk about the battle i gotta play because they are out here just in the streets doing they throw a brick through their uh their window and then they're just like yo we about to get and look all right <laughs> Sure. It in the day, would people challenge each other to break dancing? A dance, or dance hall? possible. Yes. yes, right. Like that's what you go to the club. It is somebody dance, and, and, and if it's like, yeah. yo, all right. If if yes. you if you think you're you know like the the hottest guy or the hottest girl in the club, and you see somebody else and they're stealing your shine, and you want to show off and like you know be that whoever, okay, you know you might challenge somebody to, or. Breakdance crews going around <laughs> throwing bricks through each other's clubhouse windows and then yeah. going what I assume to be like I, I, I definitely get what you're getting you're getting at, Jay, because they go what I assume to be two miles <laughs> they <run. away laughs> to dance in Under a, a bridge. Uh, like a, a Under an a abandoned bridge. Yeah. Under a bridge. And wasn't that chase so cartoonish? Yeah. Like, all it needed was the sound effects from Scooby-Doo, like... 
whoa, whoa, whoa. You know, the, the, the bending the corners, running after each other, and and then my, meeting up My favorite the was bridge, when they like, met up under the bridge, and your boy up front takes a stance like he's going to fight somebody, but then remembered it was a break dance. Like he was like, "What? Oh, we we don't scrap? Oh wait, wait, oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's cool. We can do that too. Oh, look at that. The way he hopped out of that car Ooh. was like, like, I was like, it was like he came from fair, the uh, if, um, uh, uh, geez, oh my gosh, uh, the Morris Day School of <laughs> School of Dance. The way he came up out of that car, he sure did that. The the drunken swagger, Morris Day Got drunken it. swagger school of dance, definitely. And but to be fair, if Michael Jackson is is bringing together Bloods and Crips in his yes. in the Beat It video, and right. and 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 crews are battling <laughs> in the subway, and Michael Jackson is bringing peace together, of course, you know it's very very likely that. Uh, very deadly gangs are having dance battles underneath overpasses <laughs> yes, in yeah, rotted right, cars. Right. Absolutely. But, but they drove but, off in the car. My, they, right. <laughs> so they left in the car and he said, but after, after he says wait, wait, TKO, yeah, yeah. Also, which yeah, was let's like, get the dynamics what? of this fight <laughs> right. That it it's oh. Ozone who says TKO, which means that I would guess he yeah, yeah. won. Right. But then they throw finished him. But they were basically voguing. Like it wasn't even breakdancing. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know what they're doing. Like it's a lot of arms flailing and like pointing at people. See, but Ozo, Ozo, I... Ozo was doing that shit in this movie and in the last movie that I was like, somebody you get, you would get not smacked. go out, dog. Like you, no. you can't get that close to somebody's face doing all that stuff and not. But then the, the rival like, gang ended you know the I mean? fight by dropping a spray paint can in a trash can, and that was the move. Yeah. And then they got in the car and left. He was out. That yeah. was the. What, what was, the was blowing that? like Ozone would do? A That's what I'm listen. So Ozone, <laughs> let, let's be fair. Ozone, let's draw a timeline here. Ozone walked. So that um, Omarion could oh, fly yeah. and yeah, do yeah. the yeah, and right. grab somebody's heart out of their chest. Yeah, yeah, eat it. Yeah. So let's not let's right, not yeah. you know let's not discount the 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 forefathers. This is a tree. This is a tree. Here. I will say, yeah. Yes, I will yes. say though because in the original, this is the question that me and Cameron had. Like, they bring in. Kelly, mm-hmm. right to their group, and I guess TKO. Yes, is the you're name right. Of their you're group. right. So yeah, that's the name like, of their group. Oh, the that's why he said that. I, okay. I don't know if he's saying that like Turbo, maybe it's Kelly, a double entendre. But Kelly and Ozone. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Even though even though there's other people there now, so I'd be kind of like Y'all right. I'm gonna say like and, I have a and big... Jamal right. <laughs> right, and they're like, but I'm here too. And honestly, that's why Ronda was tight because it wasn't TKO. Ronda was really tight. Oh. Right. Okay. Okay. Can I, can we talk about this real quick? This is dipping into some one, but I was, I did watch maybe half of one before I was like, you know what? I'm good. And the one question I had from one was like, why'd they pick special? Kids? What is Kelly bringing like, to this group? That's what I was about to Because she was getting eaten. I can't do a backflip. No. They were eating her up in that right. They were eating her up. And she was like coming in, trying to do all of this. In the original, they've kind of backed off on this in this one. In the original, she's just doing she's, like modern dance. Right. <laughs> I, I, 
was literally like, she's just modern dancing to these people. And, they and I'm like, what the fuck? All the black people were like, whoa. <laughs> I've yeah, never it's... seen any well, of that. Be, let's be fair. You know, it's the 80s. Gymnastics is That's super true. popular. And homegirl can do like a triple backflip somersault into a pirouette in, in a like clearly ripped up clothes and a whole bunch of belt buckles <laughs> and and leg warmers leg warmers clearly give you superpowers yeah they glow they glow if you, and so if you're leg warmers they glow leg warmers so that's and she had the you know the really the supersized oh mullet going back you know just had <laughs> kelly's had hair budget her mother is, hated. that's, that's what, like when they show you the american budget that's like the, the budget for went. america and like you know this huge Pie slice is the the uh, the defense budget, uh, the military. That's what it looks yeah. like, but for breaking two and for Kelly's hair budget, because everything else, everybody looks like they're sweating, <laughs> makeup not on, or like the, the clothes are theirs. Mm-hmm. Kelly's hair is on point in every scene. It is never not it's trimmed or yep. cut or looking like just oh I, I turned this, this way and my hair automatically flopped all the way over here. It's, it's perfect. Cameron, she had it written. Yeah. It was written into the contract. That's white, pri- a white privilege, Cameron. There you know it is. <laughs> it is white yeah. privilege. Lucinda Dickey was the star. It was so weird because I didn't realize I hadn't watched Breaking or Breaking Two in like a super long time, and I was like, "Oh, that's right. These were vehicles for he Lucinda was the star. Dickey." Yep. Yeah. That is so weird. And, and that's kind of in the original. That's what got Adolfo and Michael Chambers a little bit hot because they were like. But it's we're what makes the movie, you know yeah. what I mean? Like she is fine. Like they didn't necessarily have a direct beef with Lucinda Dickey, but it was more just like, okay, we're the ones who are bringing all of this. We are breaking to the table. Streaker, you won't have, yeah. yeah, you don't have a movie without us. You know, like where's what's making all of the stuff go? And like clearly everything is behind Lucinda Dickey. But like I think we should be getting because we said this in the original too, right? Are they actors? No. No, right? Like, they are not... They're not trained actors, for sure. No. But neither is Lucinda Dickey, right? Like, she is also not that... The movie she made before Breaking <laughs> was Ninja 3, right? Like, that she wasn't getting she was, it like that. In that movie, was she possessed yeah, by yeah. the spirit yeah. of an mm-hmm. evil ninja or something yeah, like was. that? Yeah. Wow. Um, yeah, but, <laughs> that is it, Sir Dan. But uh, Adolfo, Adolfo and Michael just have a natural charisma, you know, that like comes yeah. across in the dancing and some of the mm-hmm. lines that they have to direct. But in this movie, though, too, I will say, Turbo is a cartoon character, literally to the point where when they take him away in the laundry basket, he does like a Looney Tunes line. He does the he does Woody Woodpecker. <laughs> he does the Woody Woodpecker. Yeah. Yeah, yeah apropos sure. of nothing, and then they just and then the scene ends. <laughs> well, okay, that was the other weird time thing. I'm like, I don't understand time in this movie. I don't know when this is happening, but it's fine. Can I ask a question? Okay, not more of a question, but I will say that one of the the takeaways for me, I enjoyed Michael Chambers as Turbo because I had to look up. So he was about 16, mm-hmm. 17 when this film was made. So he was a teen. And I absolutely adored like this young black boy with like this, I'm going to be who I'm going to be in any environment sort of mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Fear- freeness yeah. that 
it was kind of um, which I which I endured. Like he was being allowed to be like mm-hmm. a teenage boy, like and be a little awkward and ask Ozone about women and how do I do stuff with women. And I was so glad that, that Ozone. It was awkward, but I was also glad that that whole dance uh, sequence. That's probably super awkward. Yeah. It was so weird. Um, but I I enjoyed of all of the things in this film. I enjoyed two things. I enjoyed the music by Ali and Jerry. It was classically eighties. Paulette McWilliams, by the way, is one of those singers in the club. She's part of Firefox, and I'm like Paulette McWilliams is a whole ass thing background vocals on music down and um so i enjoyed the music and i also enjoyed michael chambers as turbo the rest of the stuff i was like okay but you know so when they took him away when he was like i was like bring turbo back how they gonna get him out also if you want to talk about turbo and timelines your boy also broke his leg and was in the hospital but somehow managed to rehearse the entire show and heal in time to be on stage. He's just a natural. Well, you know, naturally we're 36 hours though. <laughs> we're overlooking the healing powers of that's a Latin true. kiss. That is literally that's what brought him back to life. That's what did it. That that's brought him back it. to life and it got him out of that's the casket right. and gave yes. him the strength. Well, it's like, I will say send me your life to kiss. It may have been. <laughs> It may have been just being in unquestionably the horniest My hospital <laughs> to ever exist. <laughs> because every, like, it was everybody. It was everyone, a lot of- Like people were throwing <laughs> off their <laughs> crutches. Like a man came a back man to life. Dead on the table. I mean? like, my man just- was dead on the table and was like, that is a beat in my hips. I don't know what right. is going on. There's <laughs> a. The doctors had already left him on the table. They were dancing away. You know what I mean? And then he was like, yeah, he was like, oh, okay, maybe I should get him too. (laughs) But seriously, I want to, speaking of um, Jay Ray talking about um, Ozone, I mean Turbo, let's talk about his body non-double. Oh, yes, yes. Turbo's body oh. non-double. <laughs> because that's a serious thing. If we're to, we're looking at how far Hollywood has come. Because if you were black in Hollywood, I guess everybody had the same stunt double, even though they could There's look one nigga nothing beat, like you. Beat, beat, if you were, oh. That's it. <laughs> if you were a woman, if you were a black woman, they were using a, a dude in a to be you in the, in the, in the, as a stunt double in a wig. And it looked terrible. But I, I, I have to admit, that was one of my favorite laugh out loud moments is when they kind of, he fell down the stairs and they kind of panned into the, the stunt double who had a, a TWA, a teeny weeny afro, whereas Turbo has a full jerk curl. He was a few shades darker than him. And I'm like, yeah, how, so we we just gonna we're gonna all act right, like so Abdullah, so Abdullah, you gonna you gonna fall down the audacity. What? But I have yeah. like at least <laughs> no, seven they, inches they, on it. You gonna be good? You gonna be good? It's all right. We're we're gonna put you on this wig. No, no, Cameron. <laughs> the, the director of the movie looked at that and they're just like, <laughs> I don't care. It's okay. It's, fine. <laughs> it's, fine. it's, it's fine. okay. It's fine. It's, fine. <laughs> it's, it's whatever. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because like, it's not it's not even just that. Right, like it's the 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 shot leading up to it is clearly Michael Chambers, 
running down so the clearly set, right he trips we cut to whoever this person is <laughs> just going but like it, it goes he falls down several steps like it's not just oh, yeah. like a quick cut and then we cut back to michael chambers it's like we're on this dude for like a couple of seconds and then there's like cut- a whole flight of stairs and then he goes into the that's where i where i worried because he falls into a trash can and that arm goes in that can yeah. he hurt he hurt but but cameron what's the noise that he makes when he gets to the bottom of the stairs <clears throat> i need silence please my man fell down three flights of stairs and his response was (laughs) he was taking that Michael Jackson thing a little too far man (laughs) I love it he broke a leg and that was your response that's canon films canon that's how they roll so like you can't you can't get away from that. I, I see say, what though, you did there. I see what you did there. One of the things there. that Cameron was talking about just in his five minutes that I think is really interesting to key in on here is specifically talking about Kelly as the white savior, right? Mm-hmm. Like in the first movie, she, it's a strange dynamic because she is at once using them, right? Like her career right. is non-existent. Right. She's not really getting the traction that she's looking for. And so she she hooks up with uh, Ozone and Turbo. All of a sudden, she's got a new thing to present to people. You know what I mean? Right. And like Ozone and Turbo are benefiting from being associated with her. They're getting, you know, looks at that they weren't getting before and kind of, I don't know if it would be like being legitimized, but definitely having, because when we meet Kelly, she's being sexually harassed by her dance mm-hmm. instructor. Mm-hmm. Like that dude is a straight up creep. And so she's trying to get out of that situation. And like, he's definitely calling them all kinds of every, everything, but nigga, right. He's just like riffraff street <laughs> mm-hmm. trash, street uh, trash, all street kinds urchins. of whatever. Yeah. You, know. <laughs> you just waiting for him to say, nigga, those, you like, get those niggers out of here. You just waiting for him to say, <laughs> it's like, it's like, you gotta, you gotta, no, you gotta shake your hands. Just... <laughs> <laughs> but you know, like, there's a little bit of that dynamic in there, but ultimately, like, she, I guess, gets them street jazz, but she also <laughs> wouldn't have gotten street jazz if it wasn't for them, so there's kind of like a... Isn't that how regular jazz got propagated, though? Mm, wow. wow. That is exactly... exactly how open your third eye, Cam- open your third eye, y'all. Uh, where's my this- Koofy? <laughs> in this one though it's such a weird dynamic because like she like you said she comes in at the beginning of the movie and everybody's like kelly oh my god like literal children running up to her kelly mm-hmm. oh my god i can't believe that you're here it was so amongst it was us so regular weird. people like, uh, when the- and she drives up in her convertible and they're like "Ooh, right. kelly got a nice car and it's like it. one why are all these people here like where yeah. where did they <laughs> come where did they come from they, they were, were inside waiting for early. kelly they meanwhile <laughs> Meanwhile, there's a whole there's a whole crack epidemic happening down the street, but nobody's paying attention nah. to that. Right? When have, when have we ever seen the optics like that? A white lady pulled up in the hood. And breaking one, she does that hood. several times. She pulls up on the block. She gets out. She leaves the convertible hood down. Yeah. Maybe yeah, even the keys in the car, and just gets out and goes over to talk to Ozone the Turbo, and I'm just like, because she's down I, by law. I guess I am. I'm me. Rhonda said, Rhonda said, don't ever. (laughs) But, but like Cameron says, she is very much 
not even just a nepo baby but like she's got this weird dynamic of like she wants to be she wants to be big well she wants to be in the streets like she wants to be she wants to have this like element of danger to to her yeah Yeah. but she also is like she wants to kiss latin men on the mouth Absolutely, she wants to kiss Puerto Rican men on the mouth, and like, well, they wouldn't. They wouldn't let her do it in the first movie because they were unsure how that would play. That's right. But then once it was a big hit, they were just like, "Kiss away, go for it." She can kiss Ozone all (laughs) day. The first thing you do, (laughs) because Ozone wasn't quite black, but he was, but he was dangerous enough. Yeah, right. To to fit the bad boy bill. Yeah, so fit the bad boy bill. That's dangerous in a white neighborhood. Absolutely. Well, it's dangerous to her to her parents, right, or at least to her dad, who's like, "Yo, (laughs) come marry this this square ass dude who I'm trying to hook you up with," and she's like, "It's it's it's a movie and it's an '80s movie where there's a lot of I could just directly tell you something, but instead I'm going to not Mm -hmm. do that." And then we're just gonna have a because lot of like run around, right? Where like yeah. you know, like yeah. Ozone apparently never told her about Rhonda and like Rhonda had the per- perception that they were still going out. Uh, Literally, and- <laughs> Rhonda, as far as I was Can concerned with this was Rhonda in this movie, she stepped out of the frame. She stepped into the frame and she was like, I've been in this people's lives for three years. And I'm just like, Who 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 were you and who are you? I don't know you. Hold on. She had the best line, though, in the whole... I don't know. Who wants to do the line? Oh, go ahead. Where go Rhonda's line... <clears throat> Stay away from that girl! <laughs> and that is she the line. Yeah. <laughs> no. Stay away! You can hear, hear, hear Leela Rashawn cackling in the background. <laughs> <laughs> you heard him. You Rhonda heard was her. very much telling her, just like... You don't even go here! That's, that's right. it. You're that's not right. from here. Please don't you're come not around from here. here. You know, and, and Kelly was like that scene that you're talking about, Sir Daniel, where like they all surround Kelly when she's leaving. Yeah, it's like she, at first I don't think she understands what's happening because like they're yes. like in her face and they're like she's, she's like oh rocked. no she was like excuse me like I just you know I, and, and, and <laughs> like I'm just passing through yeah and they're like you know you don't you don't need to be around here and she was like. I'm not really in the mood for this conversation right now. Like, <laughs> privilege. Really, yeah. privilege. And it was just like, no, they're about to knock you. Yes. <laughs> like, I don't think you up. understand. <laughs> this privilege. isn't. You're not. You're not having a conversation. They're mm-hmm. telling you what's going to happen. <laughs> they're going to listen to them. Her privilege. Saying, her privilege me, wouldn't even. Get my open convertible outside. Right. That's still running. Her privilege wouldn't even allow her to feel danger in that time. You know how we all have fight, fight or flight in us. Her right. privilege yep. wouldn't even allow that to, to register like, wait a minute, there's three very angry looking black women standing in front of me and they won't let me get yeah. by. Like you you're about to get got, sis. You're about but to But then get- when she comes to the she comes to the rehearsal at the end and Rhonda smacks the pizzas. Oh, Rhonda wanted all the smoke. Okay. She wanted all Uh-oh, the smoke. Rhonda's a real Rhonda's Yo, a real bitch, though. She was like, I am I am for real. I am your fucking problem. I'm about to get in your ass. Yo, but okay, I was like, I went Rhonda, but when she smacked the piece, I was like, but Rhonda, how did what the kids gonna eat now? Girl, like tell her, tell her to put the pieces down so I can knock I your ass out. But that was Rhonda's thing. It was like it was like awkward bullying. Like her bullying wasn't even like real bullying. It was like back up. Rhonda, I don't know. I don't know. I'm sorry. I, I... I think Rhonda could have been a Cosby kid. 
Like she mm-hmm. looks like she could have been mm-hmm. Sabrina's. She could have played Sabrina on the oh my show God. completely. Yeah. Sandra, 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 Sandra. Yes. She probably mm-hmm. did audition for Sandra. Audition. I'm dead I'm sure. Dead. <laughs> but the homegirl got it because she was light skinned. That's why I asked one. You know. Conspiracy theories. Um, can we talk about how the Kelly character <laughs> was so she was extra white with white people and then she was suddenly like hard with the wow. like she would yes. literally it would like scene one scene where she's in the club like let's get these guys yeah. and then she's at dinner like did I get the part oh my god I'm going to Paris uh, and then the guy asked her are you in love with the guy no I just like the way he dances I was like bitch what <laughs> she threw what? him under the bus like oh no I would never really did though I would never I would- she did that a lot in breaking one though there was a lot of her like like them trying to talk to her because her manager the actor who played her manager didn't want to be in breaking two uh but he was the one that she would talk to a lot about it and they would be like what's up with you and that ozone guy and there'd be a lot of oh we just dance Oh, we're just yeah, we're just we're just in a we're just in a crew together you know like there's nothing going on there but it's just like yeah ozone is like there better be something going on, cause I. <laughs> she's like, she's like, all right. Don't worry, I'm not gonna sully my reputation. And dad, don't worry, I'm not gonna bring any, bring home any brown babies to like take away your my inheritance <laughs> or anything like that. Any of that it's riffraff. Cool. We're just, we're just dancing. I'm we're black. Dancing. You're mm-hmm. white. We we'll dance together. Well, it's weird too because the thing, the thing that happens at the end of this movie is the same thing that happened at the end of the first movie, where Got white it. people irrationally suddenly decide that they love us they love right? like they just this at, dancing. The, at the end of breaking the original that's when they come out and they're like you know shirt tails and their whole tuxedos and they do the and then ozone's like no i'm not dancing for the man and like rips off the sleeves and it's like we're gonna do it how we do it and like you know does his whole dance sequence <laughs> and then the, the right. white judges <laughs> instead of being like security are like, oh, what is this? This is Chair, different. Chairman Ozone. <laughs> yeah, we, we can make a whole production out of this. We'll call it Street Jazz. We'll, you know, do all the, you know, whatever. <laughs> and in this movie, like, the guy who's, I guess, like, the city surveyor or whatever his job is, mm-hmm. you know, like, oh, yeah. they're about to run over literal children. So the first white man who's driving the bulldozer is like, I didn't get paid to do this. I'm not doing that. I didn't get paid to murder people. You know, and then, then, but even before that, it's the news reporter who shows up, right? Because then after that, the city surveyor guy is like about to start cursing out the bulldozer guy, but then the the guy, the news guy, comes up with a microphone. It's like, hey, I'm watching what's happening here, and like this seems to be, you know, just a big misunderstanding, isn't it? And the city surveyor is like. Yeah, that's right. This mm-hmm. is all a mistake. <laughs> this building is a, a great place of our community and our city, and we're going to do everything we can to make sure that it stays up. And then, you know, like the business guy's like, the fuck you just say? Because I thought we were together on getting all of this shit out of here. We're going to put a shopping ball here. Nope. <laughs> and then he's like, mm-mm, now the camera's on. We can't do that no more. We're trying to get reelected. You know what I mean? Like we're not we're not doing this. And then right. he puts the microphone back in, in business guy's face and he's like, Hey, I see that you're a big, you know, like land this developer and all that. What can we do for all of it? And he's like, 
what if we gave them a thousand and like the old black man's like Diane Lugasi Jr. Uh, four thousand uh, $10,000 you know what I mean and it's just like hey, what if, if they saw that happening in real life they'd just be like mm, we're, gonna, we're gonna pull another string and just get this building like well actually totally I don't know because real life it, well real life imitated the movie a little bit uh, last night this yeah. is a little. This is not so evergreen, but like uh, Joe Biden last night at the State oh, of the yeah. Union address, mm-hmm. the Republicans in the in the Congress were trying to, you know, they were they were not they're not agreeing about the basically the trajectory for like Medicare and mm-hmm. Social Security, mm-hmm. and Joe Biden was on TV and was like, "Well, what y'all got to say about it now? Y'all what y'all what y'all got to say? I thought y'all thought we had a plan on it. Had a plan. Oh, I guess we still got that same plan, right? You can tell all these Americans that are watching right now. Byron over here got young Joe Byron over here <laughs> was like one thousand, maybe three thousand. Ended That's up getting ten thousand dollars out of this man. And it's even all about then, the there was. Yeah, but even then it was like, and there's still a hundred thousand dollars short. Right, and the newsman, it was it exactly. was like I, the news is it's like, like the we got a lot more. Yeah, to it's like the Chris Paul meme where it's like Chris Paul hits a big three. His team's still down forty three points. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but it's luckily, like, okay. but just luckily, you know, special case, mommy, mommy K and daddy K are watching, and, watching the and TV. They, they appreciate Kelly. their daughter's tenacity. <laughs> And you know those those urban street thugs are no longer urban street thugs. I mm-hmm. want to sow into right. their lives. Let's go down there and get our daughter and, and support her. Let's let's drive from Beverly Hills across <laughs> town to Watts. To Watts. That's really to, really far to, in LA. Right. <laughs> be like... And write some random black people a check <laughs> for fifty thousand dollars. Let's do those things in succession. And not only that's that, the real fantasy. Not only that, they had apparently an all-day street festival that people came out to and yep. people, they had the whole sequence where people were just pulling out money yeah. and they had raised like $75,000 they were washing just cars thousands of dollars being raised off the place. street where it's just like a bad today like of, I don't know of, if people are gonna of poorly made fake dollar bills at you're that right. they were poorly made fake dollar bills like you can see oh yeah they were definitely yeah. moving money yeah it was like okay we're making we got these big cans of money that we're raising and it still just wasn't enough got mickey mouse's face on them <laughs> and it was like <laughs> you, you on, the, could, on you the five could, on the four dollar bills yeah <laughs> well you could feel the screenwriters at a certain point just being like all right, there ain't no more. There ain't no more dancing to do. Uh, yeah. Kelly's dad writes a check. That's a good place to end it. Yeah, a good place to end Kelly's dad got in a car, got a, went across town, with, with made it through the crowd to the front, to the front of yeah. the stage. That huge crowd. I'm like, how did this happen? So I wrote something else down. I don't know if y'all peeped this. So the newscaster, the white newscaster comes up. I was like, where did these white people behind this newscaster come from? That neighborhood. They where live in that neighborhood. White... What are you talking about? They, they were blonde haired, very 80s. They had One of them, I think, had the sweater yep. around his uh, neck. They live in I'm Compton. Like, where did he come from? But isn't that funny how this movie, even though, you know, for what it's worth, it still kind of told the story of what was going to happen in the future because mm. not for nothing, this stuff really does did and does still happen with the whole redlining 
um, mm-hmm. of, mm-hmm. of important um, infrastructures to black com- underserved communities being torn down. So the mm-hmm. so shopping malls could be um, built and put in. It was like you guys have been trying to do this for a long time, and art is still imitating life. So it's it's mm-hmm. funny, but it still it still has that grain of truth to it. So it's, it still yeah. has a little bit of value to the story. But somebody mentioned the Mickey Mouse Club. This is really random. But do you guys <laughs> know who Martika is? Absolutely. Martika's, Martika's uh, in Toy there. Soldiers, yeah. baby. Oh, okay. Martika's in Breaking in 2? Breaking 2. It's, if you blink your eye, you will miss her. Because she's one of the... She one of Rhonda's friends? No, she was in the dance class. She was... Okay. You know, oh, really? Martika, little Martika at the time was little Martika was in Breaking Two from Kids Incorporated. Absolutely. Shout out! To oh Martika. yeah, I, remember I met her once. She's wow. absolutely lovely. Yeah. Well, like we said in Breaking One, Blink and you miss said John Claude Van Damme is in Breaking yep. One, yeah. just in the He's background. In he was trying to get in the dance, and they were like, "No, nah, we good." But <laughs> nah, nah, yeah, but we can stand down. here. Uh, <laughs> he got he got the last laugh though. He got his yeah. own dance sequence in a movie. So yeah. John Claude Van Damme had a couple Cannon, more sequels than Breaking. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. I think Cannon was his first. I think Cannon propped him yeah. up as a star. Yeah. So, yeah. So he was in. Cannon was very much like they were trying to, I think, build something around Lucinda Dickey. And they probably would have. But she retired, yeah. like, after she got married to some rich, rich man. Like, as she art, should. Art, 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 it tastes life, dog. She was like, yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> This is good. I'm like, I didn't, I didn't go right. to Paris. I actually married the rich white man in real life. Yeah. Right. I'm good. I, have uh, you been back to the hood, Lucinda? Hmm? The what? what? No, right. The what, what is this place you speak of? <laughs> oh, with those people. No. Miracles. You know, the community center. Ooh. It's a miracle you're still on my doorstep. Right. <laughs> we didn't talk. I think we talked about this before we got started. Can we talk about Ice Ice T's two appearances? So there's the one in the club. Yeah, let's talk about his two outfits. <laughs> his two outfits. That's going. We talked about his outfits. <laughs> Sir Daniel, I specifically thought of you because I was watching the DJs was doing some weird ass oh. shit. Like they was oh, like was crossing tangent, over each yeah. other's turntables. There was going on. There was, there was a battle, but Ice it wasn't a battle. Went up there yet. Did like a little bit right. of he pulling, too. He was pulling somebody's crossfader down and there was a breaking of the records in the middle of what the with a hammer, yeah, yeah, it got real. Public <laughs> it got real, like Rage Against the Machine towards like the last like five seconds of the the musical number. I was like, oh shit, this is like an anti-establishment nigga or something. Like, what's going on? But, but those DJs like... are, <laughs> but those DJs are like are icons. Like Africa Islam is an icon in the hip in the hip hop canon. So it's it's mm-hmm. so so funny to see that and to see Ice T originally from the Bronx. You know, living in LA, mm-hmm. coming just you know doing this thing and getting his big break was a real was a big thing. And I have to say though, the first soundtrack, the Electric Boogaloo one soundtrack, washes the mm-hmm. second one. Yeah, it completely washes. It. Yes, just I agree. The stre- just off the strength of "Ain't No Stopping Us," right? Well, okay. So the reason why the music in the second one to that point is what it is is because that song became such a big mm-hmm. hit ali and jerry got to do the whole, um, the whole yeah. second thing and i'm sure i'm sure canon was like we're going to pay you some money 
I need you to do all the music. So they got, I'm sure they got that gig because that song became such a And they were song. like, can you, so, can you have it to us by tomorrow? Because we're filming the movie. Yeah, exactly. It sounds like uh, yeah. right. it. What's your, what's your budget? The $57, it looks like. <laughs> it's well, like $57. What, what can you do? Because Make it's it like, happen. this is... This is also one of those movies where it's not a literal one-to-one, but there is a little bit of, like, the song you're listening to is almost describing the scene that you're watching. Yes. Uh, yes. Because, like, in the in the battle scene, right, under the bridge, <laughs> it's it's literally Ice-T narrating Combat. the battle. Yes. The battle. And then, like, in the <laughs> club. Kelly at Ozoan. He's literally <laughs> naming the <laughs> In front of them, he's mm-hmm. it's like he's rapping like the list at the front of the club. He's like, <laughs> and then Terry showed up, and then Damon showed up, and then <laughs> he's like the hip hop Howard Cosell, just like, and you know, Turbo <laughs> takes it. But we did get out of this soundtrack, we did get Dendata, which is a which is we a did classic, get classic, like That's right, yeah, that's right. They played it twice. And we got the miracle. I'm feeling the yeah. beat. That was at the beginning and it was at the end. We finally got to see the artist that sang that. I pulled her name. I got to shout her out. But they put, that was another thing that they did. They did put many of the folks who sang in the studio in the yeah. movie. And I'm sure Ali and Jerry was like, put them in the movie. Yeah. There's a lot more live performances in this one than in the original. And the original was just, but also, I mean, that's the, the difference is the original the dancing was not necessarily thematic, but like plot centered in yeah. the sense that it was like we're training for <laughs> or we're getting ready for this performance. This was just a lot of like, all right, so uh, we got we got to fill f- ten minutes of screen time. So Ozo, like, why don't you stand on the roof of this building and just like. We'll film you doing something, and then maybe uh, like just there are <laughs> there are maybe three dance sequences before you learn what the plot is. Yeah, <laughs> like before you learn what the problem is, at least. Right. Yeah. Right. And speaking of, they're really they're really speaking are. of that rooftop scene. I think that scene alone could be turned into Congress as evidence <laughs> of climate change because look how <laughs> smoggy. The Los Angeles skyline is in that yes. whole movie. It's been like this since Ugh. the 80s. It looked yep. horrible. And it, but- actually, and there's so many like aerial shots of the city in this movie, and they all look just as dusty and smoggy <laughs> as the last. And you're like, I don't know if you're achieving what you think you're achieving here, bro. It's not a flex. It's not a flex. Can you imagine <laughs> if they had drones back then? What kind of... Hmm. Oof. What Could you even see it? Exactly. They would lose the drone in the smog, in the LA smog. Uh, well, as far as behind the scenes stuff, like there's, like I said, there's really not a ton. I will say that there was another sequel that was planned mm. uh, that was going to be Breakdance Three, but it ha- oh it happened, but it was rapid. It was rapid. Uh, it stars Mario Van Peebles. Yeah. And it, it's unrelated. And Ice T <laughs> is the only one that is in that movie mm-hmm. from this movie. And so they just oh. kind of were like, oh, we, you, we got something special in that movie, though. I think we itching for Orson a scratch, B's, yep. I think is in that. Yeah. Itching for a scratch is a classic, movie. you know, shout out yep. to what was his name that passed away last year? Oh, what was Brandon that remember, passed away? But, yeah. pull it up. Davey. Oh, We've lost two, I believe two members of Force and D's and they, that mm-hmm. movie kind of really put them on the map. 
and they gave a dope performance in rapping. So shout out to them. The only other thing is, and this is not, it's trivia, but it's, it's not trivia because you can tell just from watching the movie. So they greenlit the sequel, right? And then they were like, so we need to write a movie <laughs> so we can film a movie. Mm-hmm. But they like didn't have the time to really put the script in. So what they did was they filmed all the dance sequences first. And then they wrote a movie around, around that. So that's why all the dance sequences that's are crazy. so prominent. Because it's just like, okay, so we're going to do all of these things. And then screenwriter, you figure out how... Get us from those things <laughs> to those things. How do these apply? How does, this, how does this horny man dancing in a <laughs> hospital get us <laughs> <Because> <laughs> to the So that, that would explain all the, the terrible overdubbing of the movie. Yes. Oh, uh-huh. yes. Yep. They had to go back and do a lot of overdubbing. Like, I was like, yeah. wow. They didn't. Specifically with my homegirl, Lucia. Yes. They claim, mm-hmm. I was talking to Cameron before we came on, I don't understand what this means. But the claim is that her voice was too weak for the microphone. I, I don't know. I don't know how that's possible. I don't know right. what they're saying. Wow. <laughs> what mic were you, you like? What kind of mic? Bro? I don't know. A Canon mic. A Canon films mic. <laughs> well, I guess up voices. <laughs> well, the, cent- <laughs> the centrifugal force from Hold everybody on. popping and locking kind of like <laughs> bounced her voice away so it couldn't be picked up by the boom mics. But it sounded, I, again, whoever dubbed her sounded like a porn one, star. Well, it sounded like some, or some a, person. A male? <laughs> doing their worst impression of what they like somebody they showed a picture of her and they were like what do you think this woman sounds like every oh, step wait, i got you i got you right oh the maid from family guy no basically no 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 no, no. no. he no here basically a taco fell out Ooh. of her mouth Oh man! We, we didn't even talk about the fact that Kelly's parents had a Latina uh, uh, mm-hmm. maid. There was so many tropes, but the other there was oh, there was just so many things in this movie that that wore me out. Oh, but there's one thing that I wanted to say. It's I'm old and it's escaping me. Oh, we kind of talked about this. You, I think you mentioned it, Cameron, about Turbo's dream sequence. Yes, we do. Have to I don't think. This. Turbo is kind of magic because you remember the first one, it was the boy's well, leg healed in a day and a half. So <laughs> his uh, leg yeah. healed in a day and a half. He was on the ceiling. And I don't know if it was a dream because Lucia walks in and she's, Oh my God, or whatever. She's very like, he's on the ceiling and walking down the wall. And I'm like, I thought this was like a dream, but she can see him. So yeah. is she in the dream? I love when so, she walks like, in there and she's just like rubbing her face. She's just like, oh my gosh. This, I think how could this be happening? I think it's implied Turbo got laid after that. Yeah. It's well, implied. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's also like, this is the same movie two scenes prior where they're dancing with for whatever reason, a full life dummy of a <laughs> yes. dressed up like a woman yes. who yes. I don't know why that's in their home, clubhouse, whatever this yep. is. And then they're alternating having jealous like yeah. images of them being two different women. To the like Turbo's they... dancing with uh, Kelly yeah. and Ozone's Kelly. dancing uh-huh. with Lucia, but... And then they rip the reasons? doll apart. 
and it was then, weird. That was and so then weird. it ends with them like almost kissing. Yep. But right. then it's and then they start and then they like and then they get really close and then they do the ah yeah I want to go which, is, like, so, which, is, which is like not even like a joke it's just kind of like mm, it happens nah, not, not right now no, no. <laughs> but, <laughs> we got oh, stuff to do yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> it's just presented as like yeah two men almost kissed what do you think about that <laughs> there was something else that was kind of disturbing that I think we all kind of overlooked at the beginning of that sequence when Turbo comes in and asks him to help him out with you know, to to how to talk to a girl. Can you show me some moves, basically? Did anybody notice that Ozone was in the bed and his, like, pants were kind of unzipped? His pants are unbuckled. Yes! His pants are zipped down and unbuckled. And this is their... Definitely as confused as you. This is their space. (laughs) Fine. That's fine. (laughs) But it's kind of like, you know, if you're going to do... Can you knock on the door first and allow him a chance to adjust himself? But... He does. He's not in a hurry. Grown men that live in a clubhouse in Los Angeles. (laughs) He's not in a hurry to adjust himself. And I, you know what? I'm, I'm fine with it. I just, I just just want two comfortable dudes. Yeah. I just wanted answers. (laughs) Ozone, are your pants down? Yeah. What what of it? Come over and kiss me. (laughs) As we talk about our various girlfriends. This movie, this movie has taken a turn. Oh, well, speaking of a turn, uh, the last trivia is that that room that uh, Michael Chambers says to dance in is the same room from Nightmare on Elm Street 1 uh, that does oh, the... Where they flipped? Yeah. Where the they blood scene? They different set on it. Yep. So they used the same that rotating room sense. and then That's they did it in cool. there. And there's like a little Freddy Krueger glove on the wall if you watch. Oh, wow. Like, look in the background. I gotta um, go back and look. Bruh. Very cool. So Very cool. here's what's crazy. As I was watching it, I was like, "Oh, this is like the this is like the Freddy yeah. wall." Because I saw him walking there, so they really that's and yeah. they probably use that same room for the dancing on the ceiling video with Lana Richie. They yeah. probably yeah. did. Yeah. Which I think Adolfo he may have choreographed the, uh, choreographed for that. So you know, see how six we degrees. You see how we pull yeah. that together. <laughs> Welcome, to welcome happen. to white people who won't save you from conspiracy theories. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, let's let's see if we can think of a way to do this movie without the white savior. I mean, it's kind of tough, only in the sense that I guess Kelly is one of the main characters of the film. <laughs> but again, this movie is it's so bizarre because like it really doesn't have much to do with her. Until the end, where she's like, "Oh, and here's a check for your community center." Like I have my, saved my, the day. Yeah, my parents gave you that check, by the yeah, way. Yeah, give Not me, me, give me. You know, but she so she gets to be the hero of the movie because it's her family's money that ends up ultimately saving the day, as opposed to like the the hard work of the people tried to save the community center so (laughs) 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 who did so much that little boy was working so hard he worked hard enough to buy himself a michael jackson filler jacket that's right something viciously or something lee maybe i will say though yeah i i am a little bit like the dude at the very beginning where they're doing the tour of the community center the mime Oh, the magician. Show us around, oh, the, the magician. Oh, the magician. magician. But then there's the other dude magician. who's like knockoff Turbo, who's like <laughs> almost. <laughs> yeah. His name was Michael. Michael, yeah. Yeah. He's yeah. <sighs> a he knockoff. Like, and I was like, yeah. Show me what you got. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I can do and what I, you can do. 
And I was like, yeah, are they just, is he, is he just, yeah, that's what I was going to say. Was he just like break just in case? Uh, yeah, just, <laughs> just in case he actually does fall down the stairs. Or, or just in case he asks for more money. We got, we got another one. We got Michael. <laughs> I have a serious question though. Why aren't, why aren't today's young people as invested and adamant about learning how to break dance? As these young people are were back then, everybody. Oh no, you don't. You don't live in Baltimore. People are getting sturdy in Baltimore. They, but they're not. <laughs> but they're not. But they're not going to the community centers and having you know classes day and night no, because right. clearly nobody had school, nobody worked. Everybody had yeah. time to come down to the community center because they needed yeah. to learn and 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 immerse themselves in this culture. Where is that? You know, I. I swear to God, I watched this movie like they were just Robin Hood, like they were the Lost Boys. Like I didn't think about any like kind of like civil structure that would yeah. be going, like any infrastructure that would be going on in this world. Like, oh, do you, do you guys like pay taxes or like go to school? Or, <laughs> do your parents have jobs? Because everybody seems to be home at all the right times. A CPS worker <laughs> would have a field day at the Miracle. Field day. <laughs> yeah, because, this is like, oh yeah. my god, nutty on that parent? Oh my gosh. Yeah, crazy. Because we never saw that little boy's parents. And and I think going back to, to Jordan, when you were saying, I don't, <clears throat> this movie, without, okay, so if Kelly wasn't, if we ain't had the white saviors, we would need some rich black LA people. Right. We would need Frankie Crocker would have to raise the money. That would be it. Frankie, the radio guy has to help the community center raise the money. And we're going to do it through the radio station somehow with this music and break dancing on the streets of LA. We literally just like knocked out those two white people from this movie. I, I love that. Yeah, idea. That's it. Well, and we did it like, in the same scene. They, mm-hmm. uh, I, I guess they know Ice T. Like, oh yeah, <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's our friend. You mean the F and M rapper up there wearing a, a Zulu Nation chain? That's yeah, our right. <laughs> like, I, I guess he is That's my buddy acquainted with them because he comes to their little you know performance and gives them. 12 bars that they could afford and it was like yeah g-i-v-e what if you if i'm ever right. an extra in an episode of law and order i'm gonna come up to him i'm just yeah, like g-i-v-e bro nah <laughs> G-I-V-E. he could be like, be like oh man. no he'll probably he'll probably grimace like you might not be able to get close to ice tea he that's seems like true. one of them Probably dudes not. that you like. You think you can, no, but you're not. <laughs> <laughs> once, he, once he cut off the pony, once he cut off the ponytail, that was it. It was like it's all. Um, talk to my manager, my assistants now. It's no more <laughs> of that. Right it's talk to this door it that a, I just slammed. It was a wrap. Right. It was a wrap in '87, '88 when Darlene appeared on the power cover with that gun. I was like, "It's a wrap. <laughs> we can't." Do- <laughs> oh yeah, he he is unreachable now. I'll tell a quick right. Ice T story that I wasn't personally involved in, but somebody that I that I know was at New York Comic Con, which he was also at mm. this past year. And like, there's a section in the back if you're a guest 
like it's just anybody right so like obviously you know the people who are the celebrities but also just people who have you know tables there for comic stuff and all that so they were waiting to go to the bathroom ice T <laughs> comes back you know through that area to go use the bathroom and he's he's talking to a security guy and the security guy's like all right mr t i'll make sure nobody comes in here and ice T just looks at him and he's like yeah it's tight <laughs> and just goes yeah, into the <laughs> and people are waiting like I'm gonna, I, I, I'm gonna go take a long dookie I gotta go from <laughs> <laughs> and but just the response to that yes yeah, 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 and the fact that he called got called Mr. T which yeah. is which is a, a whole 80s reference it's like, meta it's meta yeah. it's like mm-hmm. no not Mr. T Ice T Two separate people. Yeah, right. we can't call him Mr. Ice, you know. Yeah, like, you can't call him Mr. No. <laughs> Mr. Ice T. So I guess he's Mr. T. Um, right. But yeah, I guess, you know, like, if you you could, even just if Kelly doesn't give the, give the check, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Cause like Kelly, she, take she, your ass on to Paris. Go ahead. Yeah. Go ahead. Well, I mean, she could <laughs> go. She could do whatever, but it's like she, she wasn't like going in this lane until like literally the very end of the movie right because she yeah wasn't i mean she wasn't even really like she was with them and she was dancing but she wasn't necessarily like a part of the crew in that way like she was in the first one where it was like all of their success is kelly right in the first one it's like kelly shows up kelly turns everybody's forces around it's all about kelly and this movie she is there Mm -hmm. but obviously i guess they're getting feedback from the first movie and they're like yo more more turbo because i don't think she gets a solo dance in the movie not, she's not got she's movie, part no. of a montage she does well but like i don't know what about her audition would that you be see like her do those three backflips during her audition yeah. and that... <laughs> that's about as close as it gets and it was like, like get get to france girl <laughs> get to france now they need those backflips <laughs> They were so Ozo and Turbo both get their own separate, like, this is they about do. you. We're just going to yes. stop and just yeah. let you do what you do for a little bit here. So I think they, you know, were taking the focus away, but at the very last minute, they're like, but it's about Lucinda Dickey, so she's got to be the hero of the movie. And I think if you just take that out and make her less of the hero of the movie, then, like, it's generally the movie is just very silly. And there's not really a lot to like get into in terms of it being like bad in a lot of the ways that most of the movies that we talk about are. But um, just from that standpoint, though, I was just like, they couldn't help themselves. Like she had to be, we had to make this about Kelly somehow. So that was the only one that I was like, "Mm, we didn't need to do all that. Um, But if we're getting into what people thought about this movie, we're going to go around to all of our different aggregate review sites. So we've got IMDb, we've got Amazon.com, and we've got mm. Rotten Tomatoes. And starting out with Ooh. IMDb, um, let's start with Jay. Jay, what do you think currently Breaking 2 has out of five stars on IMDb? 1.5. Okay. Uh, <laughs> so, Daniel, what do you think? I'm going to give it a solid two stars. Okay. Cameron, what do you think? This is on IMDb. I'll give it one star, two stars. Yeah. I'm going to give it like at least like five stars. Okay. Uh, basically that, it's 5.1. Wow. 
5.1. You know, it, it makes sense. Okay. It's a movie. It plays. It's about, you know. It has a, a beginning, a middle, and an end. Nostalgia is big. <laughs> and I mean, it, and it has dancing. I think I was definitely approaching it from like, but I can see, okay, five stars. All right, cool beans. Yep. Uh, moving over to Rotten Tomatoes, out of 100%, what do you think Breaking 2 currently has? Okay, I think I kind of know this because um, of where I watched <laughs> it, but is it 27%? Well, we'll see. 27? Sir Daniel, what do you think? You know, I, I'm going to stick with my partner and say it's 27%. Okay. okay. I feel like I'd be a fool not to say 27% at this point. <laughs> I might be wrong. It's twenty nine percent higher. Okay, so it's okay. interesting. Wow, because sometimes Rotten Tomatoes <laughs> will do this, where it's just like it's only seven reviews, and I'm sure there were more than seven at yeah. the time this movie came out. But generally, it was critically panned in the same way that the first one was, where people are like, "This is barely a movie. <laughs> like this barely counts." <laughs> It's only an hour and a half. Like they just reached feature <laughs> film length. Like it's skirted you know across I mean. the finish line. But I will say, it is interesting to note that friend of the show Roger Ebert, <laughs> right, our boy, had this to say: "Here is a movie that wants nothing Would more it, than oh, to allow some high spirited kids to sing and dance their way through a silly plot, <laughs> just enough to make us grin." He gave it three out of four. Yo, stars. shout out to Roger Ebert. Just being a real human. I respect you. He really he got a black wife. He was. He had a black wife. Yeah. He had a black wife the whole yes. Yep. Sure did. He was he loved he he loved him some black women. I, you know what? He yeah. loved black I culture. Think... So mm-hmm. that didn't he also go out with happened. Oprah at one point? I wanna say he Yep. He went out with Oprah, yeah. Three out so, of four though? Yeah. Damn, that dude is like that's you like know. Wow. Three out of four. I feel like I right. like break into electric book. Like, like, that was good. I was like, okay. fucking, it's like, <laughs> Raiders of the Lost Ark. Good. Three out of four. Goddamn, bro. <laughs> right. Like Robocop. <laughs> Two, Come break on. into electric boogaloo. Three, yeah, like, the kids like, give the kids really? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, he Roger Ebert, though, I will say when it comes to how seriously he takes movies. I think it's how seriously is the movie trying to present itself? Because if it's a movie that's just this goofy, you know, he's like, look, I see what's happening here. I'm not going to judge this on the same scale that I would judge, you know, Schindler's (laughs) List or something like that. Like, this is just a goofy time. You know, anytime anybody... You got it, yeah. Yeah, anytime anybody tried to bring some bullshit his way and was like, this is important, he'd be like, nah. 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 No. no, you are very right about that. Yeah, but break it to electric boogaloo goes <laughs> hard. Go home and watch that on your VHS. Uh, like I said, VHS. If they if they had a quote from me on the on the the the, the credits as a commercial was running, it would say DJ Sir Daniel says this is my kind of foolishness, or you know that would be my quote. <laughs> Accurate. Accurate. Oh my God! Can you see the my, New York Times? My kind DJ of foolishness. Right. Speaking of says the New York let's go to Amazon.com and see Ooh. what they gave this movie out of five stars. Oh, uh, what do you think currently, right, Jay? This has out of five. I am going to go with three. Okay, so Daniel, 
I'm gonna go four, Alex Cameron. <laughs> I'm gonna say four and a half. Closest, four point four out of five. Don't uh, people really are into this? I went over Price Right rules. I suspect there's a lot of hate watching. What do y'all think? Well, there's so there's both. There's a lot of nostalgia for people mm-hmm. that are like, yo, I remember this movie. This is great. And then there's a lot of because we didn't get into it deeply, but like Electric Boogaloo is like a joke, right? In terms of like how people refer to sequels, you know, yes. like whatever to Electric yeah. Boogaloo, because it's just kind of like what an absurd name for a movie, but also like, <laughs> yeah, but it's joke. just like it, it came to be shorthand for just like this is an unnecessary sequel to a movie that didn't need one. And so, right. like, I think a lot of people are maybe not giving it five stars for a laugh but are definitely like this is dumb and like that's how that's how i that's how i watched it it's like this yeah. is dumb like i'm not coming to this movie because i thought it was going to be good i came to it because right. i wanted to see i remember that when turbo fell down the stairs it was clearly another man it's so... I exactly. like we gotta have a watch party y'all yeah. we need it's to have movie. a we need to have a crossover a podcast crossover watch party where we bring our audiences together and show this film Absolutely. i think it would be incredibly fun to watch i would be down for that together with our folks i would i would love that we'll make that happen we'll figure that out yeah um, yeah but now we got to rank it on our capacity ranking scale so we've got three, i can't wait to hear we've got three levels of capacity for you guys to, to decide upon. The first level is shorts in the winter. So this is, <laughs> this is where this is a, this isn't harming me, but mm. I have questions, right? You know, because I love that. We we've got we've got some people out here who it doesn't matter what, what it says on the calendar, it doesn't say what it says on their weather app. It's shorts forever. Uh, anytime they go outside, they cannot cover their legs. It's gotta be bare legs. Um, mm-hmm. And so, look, it's been a confusing weather year, like going up and down. But like, it's not like, oh, I didn't know it was going to be 30 degrees today. It's like, oh, I know. And this is my choice. Right. Mm-hmm. And so, <laughs> Got it. Don't play. So that's Got that's it. the level where this is this. We're curious. We're concerned, maybe. But like, it, no harm has been done. Cameron, what's sure. the second level? The second level of caucasity is this movie is touching my hair. Now, <laughs> so now this movie's in your space. <laughs> it probably saw like, your whoa. hair. It was like, whoa, hey, that, that hair's not like mine. I, I want to know more about it. But instead of asking you normal questions like a human, it's probably just like already in your mm-hmm. hand, fingers, knuckles deep, already just scratching around. What's yep. that like? That's wow. crazy. My hair doesn't do that, and that's when that's when uh, that's when this is a violence. That's when this is a an act or an, or an act of aggression. Not necessarily a whole violence, but an act of aggression. Okay. And okay, the third level it will change week to week, but this week, obviously, it's Harry Styles winning album of the year because <laughs> over how you know, what the, how and not and and then his response being. This normally doesn't happen to people like And then me. on top of that, all of the stuff that's come out about the voting block post where it's just been like, clearly these are people who have haters, haters who have no idea what's happening in popular music. One of them was like, I didn't want to vote for Bad Bunny because I don't think enough people know who that is. 
when it's like the That's most dumb. Did you did you listen to the record? Literally nominated for the award. <laughs> They didn't nominate right. me. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't nominate One you. One person flat out said, well, everything Beyonce does is big. So I figure, you know, it's, it's she's she's always going to get press. So I need to give it to ABBA. Yeah. Because Beyonce just already gets a lot of press. ABBA needs the press. A- ABBA don't need nobody's. <laughs> I would have cussed. Need- I'd be like, ABBA don't need no goddamn press. <laughs> I would have. And look, <laughs> Harry's house is a record. Right, people liked it. it sure, it, it's, yeah. You know, people you like know, it. it. Plays when you put but it on. Renaissance was not only literally what, besides maybe you know Kendrick and you know a few mm-hmm. other artists last year, the only record that people were talking about. Period, nonstop, absolutely. But also Damn. was like culturally and in terms of just Beyonce's like career trajectory. Like mm-hmm. it was when people thought, oh, like. And she's done it, right? Like, Lemonade, mm-hmm. what are you going to yeah. do after that? You know, like, all these others she did, you know, the Literally, the Homecoming yeah. and, like, all this other. Okay, mm-hmm. she, so she's just, yeah, she's what just going to coast on now. And then she's like, I'm going to change my whole shit and just do something completely different. And everybody Ever- was like. And uh, literally continuing <laughs> to get bigger, right? Yeah, like, literally every time, jaw-droppingly interesting, poignant. Uh, 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 targeted, mm-hmm. right? She's uh, taking taking the dance genre and doing all kinds of different things with. It. It's basically a salute to mm-hmm. dance and to like the queer black mm-hmm. people who were able to bring dance to the forefront the way they did during the seventies yep. and eighties. Like, and, it's a reflection. It's and a celebratory. Yeah. And then she mm-hmm. said, "I'm going to be right. at home." All year, if you need me. All year. Yeah. <laughs> you like, you want visual. People Visuals are like, the visuals? visuals. She's like, I'm cooking for these oh, kids. <laughs> and I'm going to go out on tour next God year. Kids. And y'all going to be okay. <laughs> well, no, she was at home because remember, she was nursing a foot injury. That foot that foot injury, which we ain't know nothing about. Because yep. we don't know nothing about Beyonce. <laughs> yep. We didn't know. We didn't know. And that, she was hurt. And, and, she fell down the stairs. She fell down the stairs like, like, ter- like terrible. <laughs> 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 we don't know. Hey, yo, everybody... At the Grammys was like, I'm winning this award, but let me tell you, Beyonce, real quick. I know I just won, but yeah. real quick though, let me tell you what happened. Multiple people, right? multiple people came up, won awards, and apologized <laughs> to Beyonce. To Beyonce. Right. This should be you, girl, for getting off stage. Literally, what Lizzo yep. won her award. She was shocked to death that she mm-hmm. won her award, and then. Attributed her win to Beyonce. to Beyonce for the last like five minutes of her speech. But then Harry I'm Styles like, was like, "How do y'all not see?" Me? I I can't believe this happened <laughs> to me. Who me? That's, well, that's I guess crazy. I'll just take this home. Great, thanks, guys. <laughs> but the G, the G of the night though was Adele. Adele, Adele was Adele was over like, it. Clearly, visibly, just like dumbfounded. Like what? And then got up out of her seat like, like actually, I'm like, out of here. My girl didn't win. <laughs> yeah. I'll see y'all later. So she was visibly upset. And she went, she's the G of the night. Rightfully yeah. so. The, the third okay. the third level is that, is that this this is a Harry choice. Styles. This is intentional harm. This is what they you do. meant to do this. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like this wasn't a mistake. You know, this was a, some Steve Harvey, I read the wrong thing. This was like, <laughs> no, I Bet Harry Styles, you know what I mean. Same right thing. Right thing with some old bullshit. Um, I love these levels. So, yes. out of these three levels, uh, Jerry, what do you think? Breaking two. 
Lance. Shorts and Winter. This is Shorts and Winter. It's offensive, but not so offensive that I would be. I'd watch it. I I just said I would watch it again in a group, and I would sit <laughs> and I would talk shit and laugh. Shorts and winter. Yeah, and last, <laughs> mm-hmm. Sir Daniel, what do you think? I I'm saying shorts and winter with hints of touching here. Yeah, there's like there's like sprink, sprinkles and you know of um microaggressions you know the the hoodlums thugs street urchins you know that kind of that kind of language being used it's like you know you want to say niggas don't you yeah kind of thing you you know it's (laughs) there but it's not quite there yet so it's it's shorts in the winter time yeah, it's 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 street dancer with a hard R, right? Like they're just with like, a hard, <laughs> hard, there you go. hard R. There you go. You street dancer. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think, Cameron? Um, it's yeah, it's street dancer with a hard R. <laughs> um, yeah, it's. I think it's. I think it's shorts point five, shorts in the winter point five because. They they try to address those issues. They try to have moments where like they acknowledge that these are, you know, communities where black and brown people live. And that's really the the problem here. Like they try to acknowledge the problem, but also the movie isn't really like a, it, it's not sloppy about it. It's just kind of like, oh that's that's the problem, but we're hitting things, <laughs> really. And I would like like Jay Ray said, I would watch this again. <laughs> And I would laugh. I'm actually I'm gonna go run run that back. That, <laughs> that shit's so funny. It's on YouTube. There's a great there's a great yes. like full one minute clip of it on YouTube. You could get your fix. It's hot. Thank you, thank you. I'm I'm yeah. headed straight there. I I would also go. But yeah, okay. That's how I would also go point five. I think it's like certain elements of it. I was just like, I see what you're trying to do. But even in the scene where like mm. Turbo and Ozone are having the dinner, they walk out, they do the little thing with the rolls, and then they like pose. The bread and then, rolls. You know, right. <laughs> and then yeah. that's the scene. And it's just like that. Right. Shut right. It, that, it undercuts <laughs> everything that you maybe have been trying to communicate with that because they're just like, but now we we can't, we literally cannot help but do these motions as we walk out of this house. <laughs> it's not shucking and jiving. It's fighting racism through dance. Right. You know, they got to let them know. <laughs> you're right. You're right. Even even having, you know, the, the dad who's been, again, just itching. He's, you know, he's probably been saying it off camera. Mm-hmm. Uh, right. We haven't right. seen him. <laughs> <laughs> if oh this was God, reality TV, we would get all the behind right. the scenes. <laughs> But then at the She's end, hanging out with those niggers <laughs> over there in the 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 Watts or wherever they are. But he has this big change of heart watching it on TV. He's just like maybe maybe they're not so bad after all. Maybe I should give. They're them... pulling themselves up by their bootstraps, Jordan. right? And that's why they deserve fifty thousand yep. dollars, which of my money that I've never <laughs> given, given anyone, including else my daughter. My and he was like, <laughs> right. who no longer has like... to go to Princeton. Yeah, maybe like, I could put this yeah. as a yeah. By the way, <laughs> it's so chill. The way he says like no person, I'm like, <laughs> what? Wait, this is the most unbelievable thing to happen in this movie. A white father says to her daughter in the middle of what? <laughs> Los Angeles. You don't have to go to Princeton, baby. You can dance with these <laughs> Thanks, kids. Daddy. Give me that sure. check. 
Thanks. <laughs> right. Wait till he finds out they live in a garage. He's going to be like. That rotates. It's not oh, even yeah, structurally sound. <laughs> Huh. So he finds this ain't even got no address. There's no address. Wait till he finds that a special case. he finds that a special case is pregnant. Ooh, <laughs> you know they was that doing was it. You remember when they walked in the apartment and you know he was all there shirtless? I was like, Ooh, they was getting it. Yep. I, they literally he's having the conversation with him and he ain't got no yep. shirt on. Come on, no. God. In because oh, no. are so are we saying that was post-coital or post-coital pizza? They were having on the I floor? Mean, Absolutely. In the way that both of them are eating that pizza, I think it's supposed to be sexy, but it's not. It's just... <laughs> it's not. It's not. <laughs> kind of gross me thinking about it again now. Um, well, oh God. Jared, Sir Dan, this has been great. Thank you guys so much for joining us. We, we certainly yeah. appreciate you. Um, before we get out of here, give people... I would say either way, right? Either... Uh, recommendation of music they should listen to, Ooh. maybe in addition to uh, break into like things that maybe thematically <laughs> kind of go along with it, um, or just like if you were if you were suggesting either like a dance movie or a dance soundtrack, one mm. of the two, one Ooh. of those things that you would give people mm. to kind of. Um, I'm gonna go with I honey. I... I'm gonna go with honey. Okay. Have you all done honey oh. before? Ooh. No. Honey is in the same vein. Honey is. is like you mean. Yeah, you know, oh, the honey, oh the flick. Yeah, 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 Je- yeah. Jessica Alba's like yeah. Jessica Alba. She's tr- she's trying to throw you off. You know. She, yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> you look at that and you're like, <laughs> is she? Uh... <laughs> a spicy. How and, spicy though? Oh, and flash dance. Because yeah. back then we yeah. we had no idea Jennifer Beals was one of us. We had yeah, no idea. We didn't know that. Wait. Yep. <laughs> also, um, a very terrible body double scene it um in yeah. that movie as well. But yeah, that is not that is you know that's not her with the the water thing. I didn't learn that until much later. Um, record wise, I would say pull out the first Mantronic record, Mantronics the. Wow. Um titled album was it came out in 85. It is incredibly dope. It's incredibly influential and um I think speaks to this particular period of time. Um nice. so yeah, between that, those movies from Sir Daniel, I would say pull out that Mantronics dope. first album. Well, uh before we get out of here too, tell everybody where can they find uh key points where can they find Mm -hmm. um what you guys have going on and what can they expect you know coming up from you guys wow oh my gosh so you can find us um the easiest place to find us is start with our website um qpoints.com that's q-u-e-u-e points.com uh we're on all the socials at qpoints pod wherever you uh check that out coming up for us this is a really exciting year so we of course are celebrating hip-hop as we always do um, we celebrate black people and hip hop 365 days a year. So this ain't nothing new for us. But this year, Sir Daniel's favorite year is 1988. Um, so this year, uh, it's of course 35 years. We're celebrating 1988 and all of the important musical contributions of black folks in 1988. Mm-hmm. So we've already talked about public enemy. We've already talked about Paula Abdul, um, we have coming up more shows in that same vein. Mm-hmm. So this, uh, our next show is Spike Lee. Yeah. 
Do you know? And his connection to hip hop, which you know? is going to be dope. Do you know? Do you know? Do you know? Do you know? <laughs> um, so we're going to do that. And so we're going to be doing that throughout the year. So if people tune into Q Points, they're going to get a mix of us talking about uh, the history, but we also get into contemporary topics as well. So, um, and me and Sir Daniel have a side show. So we have a membership back end. So if people join Q Points, you get however comma. And that's where we talk about current events, pop culture. We talk all types of mess and it's fun. So nice. you get all of that at Q Points. Nice. <laughs> Sounds awesome. Uh, Cameron, where can people find you? Um, you can find me on the Twitters and the Instagrams at theblipster1138. I got some goofiness going on on Twitter right now and on Instagram. And uh, soon, maybe maybe later this year, I'll be able to talk to you about the show that I got to work on a little nice. bit. Ooh. All right. Ooh. I want to hear go. about that for sure. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm Jordan Clark. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at JRSosa18, JRSOSA18. Just today, uh, we heard that the DC Power anthology that I was in so from DC Comics is getting another printing. So if you missed out on the first yeah, that's print, right. it's coming back again. Oh. So you can get that. That's coming out March 14th. So check it out at your local comic book shops. Red Sonia, Hell Sonia is coming out this month, February My 15th. copy! And then, hey! I got that's, my copy! Oh, that's awesome. I love that. Um, so... Yeah, Red Sonja House Sonja coming out this month on the 15th and then next month on the 22nd. And then I just got a contract in today for another project. Uh, so once Ooh. all that's set up, then that will be happening in the future and I can talk more about that. But that's if you want right. to get in contact with us, you can reach us at white underscore pod on Twitter. And you can also get in touch with us at whitepeoplewontsaveypod at gmail.com. Wherever you listen to this, please rate, review, do all that good stuff. Tell people you love the show. Always appreciate that. And we'll be back next week with more Calcacity. Peace. 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 You can't save us. We don't want to be saved. You can't save us. We don't want to be saved. You can't save us. We don't want to be saved. You can't save us. We don't want to be saved. You can't save us. We don't want to be saved. You can't save us. We don't want to be saved. You can't save us. We don't want to be saved. You can't save us. We don't want to be saved.